This episode is sponsored by Luminous Creative Agency. Headquartered in downtown Providence, Luminous works with businesses and organizations to enhance their marketing efforts by developing high-quality creative content such as video, ad campaigns, design, branding, and more. You can learn more by visiting Luminous.agency. That's L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S dot agency. Welcome back to the Hey Roadie podcast, where we take a deep dive into the people of the Ocean State. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hi, guys. I hope you are doing well and staying safe out there. Today's Who to Watch episode, we were joined by Jem. They are one of the founding members of House of Codec. It's a transition-aged youth center, but they also have a lot of other components to their to their organization. Um, Jem was incredible. I'm so I feel very lucky and grateful that I got to speak with them. We, just so everyone knows, um, there are a few members of House of Kodak, so you might be seeing different promotional materials with different uh, people from their team. So you might be seeing Haley, Julio, Charlotte, or like in today's case, Jim. Yeah, and we understood that that was a little confusing for people, so uh, I felt the need to clarify in the intro here. Um, the whole interview uh, or conversation was was really great um i feel like i'm a broken record saying that every time uh but it's so true yeah and it, it kind of one of my favorite parts is that everything kind of meanders to different subjects we're talking about uh house pokemon of, go yeah exactly <laughs> house of codec and the different things that um the organization is doing we get onto the track of uh pokemon go which was part of how some of them met and uh you know different issues that uh house of codec is trying to tackle mm. and there's just there's a lot to it so yeah um, i'm really glad, glad we got to have the conversation um yeah. and as i always am just really appreciative that we uh we have all these people on our list yeah it was awesome and just as a call out to myself um in the episode i did say house of co Deck instead of Codec. Um, it is C-O-D-E-C. I'm so sorry um, that I do not know how to speak language. Um, but yeah, just so if you, for your if, if you're listening or if you're looking um, that organization up, it's Codec. And it's house as an H-A-U-S. The fun way to spell house. Yeah. The better way to spell house. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, Gem was amazing. They're whole team, their organization is really moving and really inspirational. Please take a listen and um, enjoy. Yeah. And actually, uh, really quick before we start it, I just wanted to round off on a couple of housekeeping things. Um, we have, we do still have our Who to Watch party um, that is going to celebrate all of our honorees, but it is being moved. Um, it was for, it was originally on January 18th. And with all of this stuff going on with Omicron and the new wave of cases that's been hitting and everybody's a little hesitant and doesn't really want to be uh, in a closed room with a big group of people. Uh, so we kind of cleared it with everybody and we moved it to a little bit of a warmer time. So we're still having the party. We're still going to celebrate everybody. It got moved to April 26th. It's still at Narragansett Brewery. Still all the same awesome sponsors. We might even add a few. And Ooh, <laughs> surprise, intrigue. <laughs> uh, and I think it's just going to be great for everybody. Hopefully it'll be warm enough then when we can open the big bay doors at Narragansett yeah. and maybe utilize <laughs> the outdoor space and everybody will feel a little better about airflow and hopefully this this wave will have passed. Um, you can buy tickets. The ticket um, yeah, link ticket is still available. Yep. Yeah. 
through and the link is still available on our Providence Monthly Instagram page. It's still on our websites. It's still part of the article, uh, the Who to Watch article on our website. Uh, and that's going to stay open from now and right up until the party. So you know, grab tickets when you can. Um, and we hope to see everybody on April 26th. Yay. Have and, fun, everyone. Yeah. Enjoy the, the episode. Jen, we're so happy to have you on the podcast. This is so great. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I am uh, thrilled to be here. Uh, I'm excited to talk about House of Kodak and uh, share kind of uh, how we got here. Um, so I'm uh, my my full name is George Evans Marley, and I go by Jem. I use they them pronouns. Um, I am uh, so uh, right now. I guess I'm I'm listed as the treasurer uh, or development director for the uh, for House of Kodak. We, uh, but you know, in in a in a nonprofit role where you wear many hats and it's a volunteer-run organization, um, I'm a little bit of everything. So uh, I'm here today uh, talking about the organization, but also do a lot of the operations for it as well. So uh, definitely excited to be here. Um, I'm a local Rhode Island resident. Uh, I was born in Warwick, Rhode Island. Wow. Uh, yeah, I grew <laughs> up, uh, you know, just south of Patuxent Village. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, you know, I love this state so much. Um, we are, we are the smallest state. We're the mightiest state. We're the weirdest state. I'm I'm like, we're just like, um, some of the news stories that come out of here, I always just like scratch my head. I'm like, only in Rhode Island. Um, (laughs) uh, so, you know, Rhode Island, yeah, Rhode Island's a really special place. Um, uh, I went to school at Johnson and Wales, so I'm a, I graduated uh, here. Uh, I uh, am a graduate of Leadership Rhode Island as well. I graduated uh, in 2020 as part of the virtual class, their first Aww. virtual class ever. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, made a lot of really great friends and connections through there. And I've been working in the nonprofit industry since about 2008, 2009. I started off, uh, and so. You know, way back when uh, I was a, I went to Johnson Wells for culinary arts um, and uh, worked my way up through the restaurant industry. And then, like many chefs, just got burnt out. Um, and it was a lot of round the clock, a uh, lot of, um, you know, working kind of ridiculous hours and not really having an opportunity for like socialization, seeing my friends and family. Uh, and that just that moved me in a different direction. So, um now you know a lot of the work i do is community based and community minded uh and you know uh, you know with with the time i have left on this planet i want to make sure that i'm doing whatever i can to help give back to our community um uh so house of kodak started uh in so house of kodak actually started in 2017 oh. uh, my partner uh julio baroa uh and uh uh, so he he started it. It was his you know his his little you know his little thing that he was working with, and he started it off uh, to as a design firm to make logos and and collateral material for his friends um, who who were in need. So a lot of folks like starting their own businesses or starting their own crafts needed needed a logo and needed a way to get recognized. And uh, Julio is really good at that, and so he you know put together put together a business put together a business model and then started, you know, helping his friends uh, get noticed and get seen in the community. Um, We, uh, in 2020, like uh, the entire universe, (laughs) pivoted pivoted what House of Kodak's goals were for, um, 
the, for the future. Uh, we looked at um, our our base, of, like our network of friends and, and connections. You know, they were struggling um, not just with you know what was happening in the world, but they were actually struggling to like maintain housing um, with uh, the drop in. Before like before like COVID funds and uh, unemployment funds had come in, there were a lot of gig workers who were either at bars or uh, doing like art fairs or selling their selling you know their creations and things like that. Didn't have an didn't necessarily have that opportunity at first to get those to get those COVID funds in, and we saw a lot of our our contacts become housing insecure, mm-hmm. uh, and so we wanted to we wanted to address that in a meaningful way, uh, and since since I've been working in nonprofits, uh, we there's been an, we've <laughs> consistently I've heard we need a youth shelter, we need a youth shelter, we need a youth shelter, uh, and every person we talk to that were like, oh, how come we haven't started this yet? And they're like, oh, it's really complicated. It's really like you know, there's a lot of logistics to it, um, and that's great. There definitely is, but like if you keep talking about it for years and never actually like taking that leap and doing it, then the problem doesn't get addressed. Mm. And so um, in 2020, we thought about how are we going to, what are, how are we going to create this? How are we going to make this? Um, we looked at a bunch of different, um, you know, a bunch of different options of whether it's like turning a house into a shelter or turning in, or turning into, turning a, existing community spaces into shelter spaces. Um, and we were very fortunate that, so fortunate for us, unfortunate for them. Uh, there was a tenant in uh, the building um in, in one of the buildings in one of our properties that uh, had moved out and it was a relatively large space. Um, and we were like, this might be perfect for our first spot. And so uh, we contacted the folks that own the building and uh, now it's our shelter. So we're really excited about that. Um, one of the ways that we are uh, supporting this work and sustaining this work um, is through our monthly art markets. So throughout 2020, I'm sorry, throughout 2021, uh, we started in June with our first uh, LGBTQQIA plus art market in Dexter Park. Uh, we had about, uh, I think that first one, we had about 25 to 30 vendors um, that had showed up with their artwork and, uh, you know, representing community organizations um, that uh, provide services and resources to the queer community in Rhode Island. Um, in 2021, we didn't, uh, you know, our state and our our Providence didn't really have a pride uh, in in the way that we were used to having it, and so we wanted to have it on a smaller scale um, to be able to give you know those art vendors and those resources an opportunity to reach the community uh, in a way that they hadn't been able to so far that year. Um, so we were really excited about that, and uh, one of the things that we always talked about. Um, was that pride was only something that happened once a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we really were excited about providing these resources and these events uh, all year long. And uh, one of the hashtags we use is queer all year. Uh, you know, we're not just we're not just part of this community in June. We're part of this community uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we want to be a resource um, for the community, but also providing like a real need, uh, providing a, a, a solution to a real need that uh, this community has been faced with for many years. Mm. That's um, it feels I I know from like you said like our state having Pride and Pride Month and you know we, I think Rhode Island Providence specifically I should say has a is known for being an LGBTQA plus friendly um city, but it feels like you know House of Kodak, you and your team are are kind of like uh, 
putting I don't I don't know the best way to say it but like you're backing it up instead of it just being like oh yeah we have this great celebration we have this we have that like you're creating a space where people feel seen and feel protected and feel safe which I I I can imagine that you know elsewhere is hard to find so I think that's incredible so thank you for you and your team I know they're not here with us right now but thanks for you know putting you kind of uh, I mean sacrifices I'm again not probably the right phrase but you know this is a nonprofit it's not like you're not like starting a business where like it's you're getting it's profitable you get to see like all this stuff happening and like ranking in the dough but like you're putting your time into something that is really meaningful and it's nice I feel lucky that as Providence Monthly we get to have you uh, as part of this list to really shine a light like yes Providence has has been known to the outside world as a as a safe and friendly place for you know the queer community and and BIPOC and whatever and and you know different communities but like to have someone like House of Kodak again to being like yeah June's great but we need some attention all the time like we need to to make this a safe space um and I guess because I had read about House of Kodak and I obviously through your article and you may have said it and I maybe just missed it what came first the markets or the shelter so the concept, that's a great question. So the concept for the shelter came first. Okay. Uh, and we, like, we recognized that that was the need and we were trying to figure out how do we, how do we like, how do we make this work? But mm. also how do we be able, how do we sustain this so that it's not, you know, the, the last thing we want to do is provide a safe space for, uh, for, for folks that are in need of housing. Uh, and then be like, just kidding, like, we have to close because we don't have enough money to do this. Yeah. Like, that would be the worst case, the worst possible thing that we could do to set these folks up for success is take away that resource after um, after we set it up for them. Uh, and so the idea of the art markets uh, kind of sprung from the idea of the needing the need of the shelter. Um, the art markets physically came first. So we started those in June, but we opened up our shelter in December 1st of 2021. Mm. Um had um, we had a we had a goal of opening on November first. Uh, we wanted to, you know, but a lot of things got in the things way. Happen. Uh, mostly planning. Yeah, oh, uh, we we had we just had like the worst time trying to find a plumber to come in um, and and set and, and set set the place up we, the way that we needed it uh, set up. And uh, what we so our landlord ended up, um, you know, taking the reins on that project and just said, you know, we'll take it from here and we'll we'll get everything set up for you uh, the way that it needs to be set up. And so we were able to open up on December 1st. Uh, and then within like, I want to say within three days, we were at 85 percent capacity, wow. um, uh, you know, just just opening our doors. Wow. And so we've had a couple of success stories already. So we've had a handful of residents who have come to us and then have uh, have found permanent housing solutions um, while they were with us in the shelter. And so we've had um, we've had seven residents come through thus far, uh, three of whom are still with us, but uh, the other four have found other options and uh, either were reconnected with their family and, and felt uh, safer to be able uh, to felt like they were, they had the confidence and safety to be able to go back to their family and uh, be able to continue that relationship. Uh, and other, uh, and then our other residents had an opportunity to find housing for themselves. Um, but we really just, you know, we're an emergency shelter. So we are a place where folks, if they, if they run into trouble, we're here for them. Um, you know, we're ideally in years to come, we're going to be able to have, um, you know, permanent residents that folks can 
folks can stay at between while they're 18 to 25. By the time they're 25, we'll get them prepared and set set up for success so that when they are when they do hit 25, they'll be able to afford a place of their own uh, and be able to you know sustain sustain that apartment on their own either with roommates or friends. Um, and then making way for new residents to be able to move up through that system. Mm, that, Very, uh, go ahead. That's <laughs> incredible. The, the whole uh, nonprofit world uh, is so like impressive to me because there's just so many moving parts and a lot of it is voluntary and uh, it's, it's a ton of work and there's so much going on uh, and somehow it all actually gets done. Uh, and I was actually going to say too, the um, you had the uh, the goal of being open by November and then you were actually open by December, which for the idea of like, opening a place like mm. being that close to your goal is actually pretty impressive yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're only a month off it wasn't yeah. that bad uh, you know we have you know for 2022 we've got some really uh aggressive and significant goals we are you know we we're starting um we're starting uh construction and planning on our second property this week uh and uh ideally by the end of this year we're hoping to be able to have that property up and running it's a um, it's an older building that, uh, has been abandoned for a number of years and we're going to bring in a team to refurbish it, uh, and to remodel it so that it meets our needs. Mm -hmm. Um, that property should, uh, in, in theory, be able to house another 40 individuals with 16, uh, transition apartments, uh, and then, uh, another, um, 24 emergency beds available uh, on any given night. Um, so we're really we're really trying to make a, a significant dent in uh, in the number of youth that are experiencing homelessness right now in in, in all of Rhode Island. Um, and you know, on any you know, as we talked through our as, as we talked with our partners and advocates, um, you know, when we partner with organizations like Youth Pride, um, Project Weber Renew, um, AIDS Care Ocean State, AS220, uh, and um, a lot of other really great organizations that are really like on the ground doing the work. Um, House of Hope, CDC, uh, they're another wonderful organization that we partner with. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, through their reporting and their numbers, we know on any given night uh, in Rhode Island, there's anywhere between 300 to 1,000 youth between 18 and 24 who um, are experiencing some form of homelessness. So they might not actually be on the street sleeping in a tent. They might be, uh, but a lot of a lot of folks that age are uh, sleeping in their cars or they're sleeping on friends' couches, uh, and just by sleeping on somebody's couch, that's not that's not a safe and secure spot for for an individual. That you know, oftentimes, I mean, it can be a safe and secure spot, for sure, absolutely. But over a long period of time, you know, that hospitality tends to wane, um, and. You know, it, not for any any fault of anybody, just but imagine having another person in your house that doesn't have a designated room who is, you know, living in the living room. Um, you know, that that takes a toll on on the house, the homeowner or the or the or the or the tenant or the leasee. Uh, and it doesn't create a, it doesn't create an environment for that individual to thrive either. Uh, and so that's really, you know, that's the whole goal of this. You know, we're, you know. We're, we're not a luxury hotel. We're not, um, you know, we're not, you know, we're not one of those fancy lofts you see downtown, but, you know, we're, we're an emergency space. Uh, it gives folks uh, their own autonomy. It gives their these folks their own privacy. Um, and then it also uh, provides them with a network of peers that they can all work on 
work on these solutions together. Mm. Um, so that's really, you know, where uh, where we, you know, where we see the significance in the work that we're doing really coming into play. Um, those individuals that have moved on are still in contact with us and they're still connected with each other as well. And that's what we love to see is that they've built this sense of community um, from the space that we provided for them. And I think um, over the last few years, especially, I know you had mentioned, you know, obviously some people got government aid, but I think over the pandemic, I think people started to realize that like, you know, homelessness, food insecurity, these things that you need to like live a, you know, a safe and healthy lifestyle really can be cut off like in an instant, right? Like yeah. one paycheck, you don't get one paycheck and you might not be able to make your rent or pay for your electricity or buy groceries. And I think, you know, I know that this is a problem that's been going on for a long time, but I feel like the last few years, it's people who may have never experienced anything or saw anything like that. I think people were kind of, their eyes were open because they were, you know, they, their neighbors, you know, if, if, if they got laid off and they were given no sort of, you know, money from their, uh, from what's a uh, temporary disability or the government or what, whatever the case may be, you know, people were actually seeing this happen. So, you know, it, it's, terrible that it takes that for people to realize that this is like a huge problem but I, I mean I, I I try to always err on like the at least it's at least people are seeing it now but you know knowing that there's a space a specifically for a community who doesn't feel doesn't necessarily feel safe in a regular environment maybe in a regular shelter like having you guys there to provide you know like privacy like you were saying like Privacy is a huge part of living like a healthy lifestyle for yourself to be able to have a moment to like, you know, if you need to think, just have a minute with your thoughts without, like you said, worrying about like your friends doing laundry or doing whatever in another other room, like rolling their eyes at you because you maybe didn't put your shoes away, whatever, whatever the situation is, like having a space to, to like work on yourself and be able to like reflect, have a community to reflect with who may, a lot of people, I would think, think that they're alone in something like that. And being able to be in a community so supportive of them and in, in, in their safety and their productivity, I, I've, I can imagine must be like a completely different world. So that's like amazing. All of the tears that you have going on at House of Kodak really seem to be like, great like crazy amazing and like the the efforts that you're doing and then even with like your markets I was reading that like if a vendor wants to come like you base your market fees on a sliding scale so like you know if someone's new and starting off and maybe doesn't have the resources but really wants to get their name out there they have the space to do it like you're giving people tools to really like succeed which is incredible yeah we're like that's you know the arts in Rhode Island is uh is such a crucial part to the success, uh, to, to economic success, to uh, tourism success. Like the arts, the arts in Providence is is like nowhere else in the world. Um, uh, I always one of the things I used to say is if we could bottle up all the talent um, that is in this state and city and then sell that, like we we'd all be millionaires. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, wouldn't that wouldn't that be nice? Just your team uh, alone. I mean, come on, getting all this stuff like situated, getting properties, setting up markets, like that's a lot. 
it uh it it's a lot yeah, yeah. it's uh and it takes an incredible amount of patience uh communication um faith uh, a lot of faith that like, you know, you're, you're walking into a situation where, you know, uh, we're putting a lot, we're putting a lot of hope and, in, in, you know, in like, in, in like these little, like these little niche projects, but like when they all come together, like it really does create this like huge symbiotic relationship that helps speed, you know, each, each component of it. Um, when we look at our art market, so like that, that's a really great example. So, you know, our, some of our residents now are going to start selling stuff at our markets. So they themselves are going to start to become, you know, artist vendors. Uh, we have uh, one individual in particular who is, uh, we, so one of the, another one of the ways that we sustain ourselves is folks uh, provide us with uh, donations of like clothing, um, gently use like, you know, hats, shoes, whatever, whatever they might have laying around their house that they don't use anymore. If they want to bring them to us, not only can our residents use that as a clothing pantry, but they're using that to create new styles of clothing and create new things that they would then, that they're able to then go sell at the market and have like a, a, a sustainable source of income uh, for themselves. And then, you know, for future projects as well. So we're like trying to encourage them to be entrepreneurs on their own. Yeah, we want it, we want them to get into the workforce obviously, but you know, uh, as as many working artists know, you you've got to have your full-time job and then you have to have this like passion project at the side that might not ever make enough money to to support yourself, but you do it because you love you love what you're doing and you love what you're creating and you love sharing that with the world. And so we want to be able to really really support that initiative so that they feel as though they're living that holistic lifestyle of supporting themselves, but also supporting their craft as well. Um, and that, that like, that was like one of the, like, and like, it happens really on its own. Like, yeah, we provide the resources, we, pr we provide the materials, we provide the space, but really it's like that drive of that individual that takes it to that next level to be able to, to you know, bring it to a marketplace and sell the things that you create. Um, one of the things that we love is the fact that like over the course of 2021, we, we provided space to almost 100 artists um, throughout Rhode Island to, to be able to create uh, artists and performers to be able to create and sell their things. That's amazing. Um, we're really excited to for 2022. We've got uh, our lineup of uh, art marketplaces uh, from May to October of 2022. Um, if you visit our uh, Instagram or Facebook, those dates are listed there. And if any artists or any Rhode Island artists, queer BIPOC artists in Rhode Island want to um want to be part of our marketplace you can start filling out those uh forms now they're available like i said on our website uh and our instagram really is our, our biggest hub for navigation so it's at h-a-u-s-o-f-c-o-d-e-c um at house of kodak um please feel free to give us a follow and and, and come to our markets that's awesome and do you have um <clears throat> So I had a couple of questions that have to do with like people being able to donate um, and then also like how you sustained yourselves before. Because I knew there was a there's like a, the PPP program for small businesses. Did they do something similar grant wise for nonprofits during um, the beginning of COVID? They did. Um, so because we're a new business, we don't qualify for any of those. Because uh, you're uh, not established enough for them to feel comfortable handing it off. Is that what it is? Uh, the business didn't exist, uh, and so, oh, you, so you missed them. So we missed that window. So by the time we became incorporated, 
um, there was a there was a certain cutoff date. Like you had to be uh, incorporated and in existence from like 2019 on to be able to qualify for those loans. So we didn't get any of that money. Like that doesn't that didn't oh, exist bummer. for any of us. Um, and so one of the so we've been uh, completely community funded. Uh, we've received a handful of grants. Um, one from uh, One Neighborhood Builders. Um, we received. Uh, uh, a, uh, an anonymous grant from the Family Foundation that was really, uh, really supportive of us. Um, we also received a small grant from uh, Niantic Labs. So I don't know if either of you ever played Pokemon Go back in 2016 when it was like the coolest thing in the whole world. Yep. So most of our most of our team still plays that, uh, and and like we're like competitive <laughs> at Pokemon Go. Uh, and so we reached out and we said, hey, we're starting this project. Would you be interested in funding us? And they were like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so they uh, they uh, issued us a, a small grant. And then one of the other things that also helped uh, <laughs> also helped publicize our markets, um, Pokemon Go added House of Kodak gyms and Pokestops. So you were able that's to get awesome. a bad in Pokemon Go that had the House of Kodak logo on it. Um, and that was, uh, that was just a, re a really cool thing for us to, yeah, that that is. Is so cool. <laughs> for awesome. us to be able to share with our fan base and, uh, with our other Pokemon Go community players. So it was, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's super weird, but it's, uh, but it was such a draw. That's <laughs> awesome. Your, who's your favorite, uh, Pokemon that you've captured? Is that, oh that's, is that the, is that the right, like, question? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it, it depends on how I'm feeling. <laughs> there's, there's so many of them. Um, uh, I so my favorite is Politoed. It evolves from Poly uh, Poliwag. Uh, it's one of the original 151 Pokemon that came out, and uh, so yeah, that's it's just a little frog, and it's just adorable. And I love it so <laughs> much. And, so cute. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I also just love that. Uh, the, sometimes the idea of like. You know, you think like, oh, this big company doesn't care about us, but like taking that swing to be able to just just saying, like, you know what, what what's the harm in trying? And, and you send yeah. out the email or the contact, and they they're like, yeah, absolutely, and it surprises you, but that's great. Yeah, we were shocked. I was like, I was like over the moon when they had said yes. Like, yeah, we'd be happy to support you. And I was like, oh my god, like this, <laughs> like this was like this was like a hail mary pass. I was like, I'm not very sporty, but like <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, uh, but it was like, yeah, like, you know, if you, you never you never know what you're going to get and unless you ask for it. And so, you know, we we have some like we always make these like really, really like out of out of left field asks sometimes and they come through like just the fact that like we asked for the building and they were like, yeah, you can have that building. Nobody's doing anything with it. And we don't want to see it go to like high level developers. We want it to stay in the community. So yeah, mm -hmm. go for it. It's yours. And I was like, holy crap, like, thanks. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a matter of like building those relationships, forming a sense of confidence in, in yourself to be able to do this and then just going for it. Um, that's when I, you know, as we started this conversation, there were so many organizations that were like, this is a really complicated process. We don't know that we can do this. I'm like, yeah, you don't know that you can do this unless you try it. Mm -hmm. um, and look at look at where we are now, six months later from starting in June with a market to being able to open up a shelter and then being able to provide these people with a place to live that didn't have one already. So um, yeah, making it's sometimes it's, it's, it, you got to take a leap and, and take that risk and, um, 
so far it's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned um, other ways that folks can get involved. So and, and make donations. So like I said, folks can donate clothing and small uh, clothing uh, and like gently used clothing and stuff. And then anything that's not used, uh, we actually have a partnership with another vendor that actually purchases that clothes from us at a at a per pound cost. Uh, and so uh, anything that our shelter residents can't use or doesn't necessarily can't really upcycle uh they'll 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 haul it away and, and pay us per pound for it mm-hmm. um but that's like a like you don't have, if you somebody wants to support us and can't spend any money clean out your closets like we'll definitely take that um if the um if people do want to help us out monetarily there is a way that folks can become monthly sustainers through our patreon um and that uh, allows you to get uh you know we're not really a rewards-based program, so it's like you can support us at whatever level you feel most comfortable, and then um, we send you a really beautiful handwritten thank you card. So that's that's what we're able to offer you right now. Um, and then the uh, folks can just you know make donations either through Venmo, uh, Cash App, um, through our a portal on PayPal. Um, there's always one platform I miss. Oh, and if you want to, and you can also support us on our GoFundMe as well. So we have a lot of different options for folks. Um, being able to accept uh, donations in this digital era um, has really uh, has really helped us because you know a lot of people, don't, most people don't carry cash anymore, mm-hmm. um, and uh, most people literally just like walk up to a terminal and bloop bloop with your phone and then you're done uh and so we wanted to provide that opportunity for people to bloop bloop us (laughs) (laughs) that should be your slogan just bloop bloop us yeah imagine if you were (laughs) imagine trying to do this like even i don't even like starting a nonprofit. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, where you were either having to like put people in different places to physically solicit money from folks or have to get somebody to write a check, tear it off their checkbook, put it in the mail and send it to you. Like the people idea- still do that though. You'd be yeah. surprised. We, we actually receive uh, a lot more donations like physically through the mail with a check than we ever imagined we were going to. Wow. Um, so that, that is a, that is an option as well. And, um, our, the address that you can send uh, checks to is available on our website. So that's houseofkodak.org uh, if folks want to visit us there. Um, and it also has some really awesome pictures from our past marketplaces. So if you want to see you know, what we were able to accomplish over the year, uh, visit that, take a look, and uh, support us in any way you can. Yay. Fantastic. And I just had a quick question. I know we kind of touched on Julio, but I know that there's, uh, is it four? So it's Haley? Julio. Five. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was counting. I would have gotten there. Um, But if you don't mind just um, how everyone got together and like what their source, you don't have to go into super depth, but just, you know, obviously with our Who to Watch, (laughs) um, people are going to see photos of different members of your team. And I just want to admit any sort of like confusion about like where every, who, who is everyone? What, what's their, what's their thing? So, um, (laughs) <laughs> if everyone doesn't have like a very clear and concise sort of situation, that's okay too. I'm just cur- curious, like the kind of pillar of House of Kodak, just so people can get familiar with their names and you sure. know, just know who's out there. So we are, so we are like a weird eclectic group of people that <laughs> kind of just like found each other uh, by happenstance. So uh, Julio, Charlotte, and Haley are all Rhode Island College alumni, so they all mm. graduated this past. Uh, or in this past year, um, there were so many COVID restrictions with um, uh, 
uh, with the graduation. This is a funny story. So uh, Charlotte Peters, uh, who is Haley's Haley Johnson's partner. So they're a partner. Julio and I are partners. Um, we had to go into the graduation and uh, Charlotte never, didn't, didn't register for the graduation. She forgot. And so Julio, I was, you were only allowed two people in. And so um, Charlotte and I posed as Julio's parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And uh, and we were like, yes, we are we're with Julio. And I was like, yes, and my partner here, Charlotte, forgot to register. So she's going to be my plus one. And we're like, okay, great. And like nobody like no questions, all fine, all good. And then like (laughs) we just made a joke of it the rest of the time. Like, we're so proud of Julio. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Thinking on your feet. Yeah, we're just like, how, like, oh crap! Like, how do we, we make this do work? This. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that that's a fun little story of like, you know, how, how the graduation went. But they, yeah, they so they became friends in college, and um, they were part of the uh, like the college's like unity center. So we're really focusing on um, racial equity and LGBTQIA plus safety on campus, um, and so that's really where where they formed that relationship. Um, I met Julio uh, years back doing volunteer work for Rhode Island Pride, and um, we, uh, you know, that's where we, that's where we, you know, formed our friendship, and then later on relationship, and then um, Alex, Alex Ruiz, who uh, is an epic member, he's he's a dad, he's got two kids that he um, that he's very dedicated to, um, lives in the neighborhood, uh, and. Oddly enough, we became friends with him, uh, you know, almost five years ago now playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we <laughs> we were out in the community, like, catching our Snorlaxes and things like that. And, like, he just became a really close friend of ours real fast. Uh, and uh, we've been we've been working on, like, weird projects ever since. So he's really involved in um, Mixed Magic Theater in Pawtucket. So he's been uh, – and. He's also involved with Trinity Rap as well, doing some of their AV and sound and tech work as well. So he's been really involved in the arts community as well for a number of years. Uh, so bringing on uh, his expertise in terms of project management and things like that has been crucial uh, to the success of our art markets as well as the shelter as well. So um, a lot of like, rather a lot of like niche um, uh expertise mm-hmm. and like niche knowledge uh, really is what. Uh, was able to bring this together uh, so quickly and so and, and with like expert like expert I don't know what's the word I'm looking for um, expert direction I yeah. would say, I would have to say yeah and it seems like it's it's I I you you just met me so you don't know this about me but mm-hmm. cute to me is like a very it's me saying something is cute is me being like that is the best thing I've ever seen in my life because I know I don't want anyone to think that I like saying cute is like me like making it something that it's not. But like, I think it's very cute that you guys, like you started this conversation. You're like, I love Rhode Island. It's weird. Like, and then you're like, we're a weird group of people like getting together with all these different expertise. And I'm like, yes, like we love weird. Like Nick yep. and I, we're two weirdos. Like we, I think the, the, the what's so great about our state. I'm heavy nodding right now. <laughs> <laughs> what's so great about like our state and especially our, our sit, our, you know, Providence is that like, we're all just a bunch of weirdos like trying to and I think and I've, I've said this before on this podcast and especially with all of the who to watch people that we've had the honor of um, talking to like 
people, we just are a community of weirdos who want to see other weirdos succeed. And, and yeah. I, I feel like you, you know, you saying that from the beginning to now, and I'm like, yes, this is exactly what we're all about. <laughs> like, we just want everyone to succeed. We want to lift everyone. And having a resource like House of Kodak, like that's something that people, you know, who I'm, I hope that they've seen you in other means. But, you know, if reading our magazine or hearing this podcast is a way for them to introduce themselves to like one, an issue that that really plagues our city with, you know, youth homelessness, um, food insecurity, anything in that sort of realm of, of having like a healthy life and safe lifestyle, one, introducing them to you and also just your team of interesting fun and weird individuals who are putting all of their their talents together to create like a really safe space for people who may have never felt safe before um so i just appreciate all the weirdness <laughs> and yeah. um cool no, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think like in one of our first podcasts i said weird and then i, I was like no not in like a not in like a bad way and nick was like we consider weird like a good thing yeah because we do it's you know it's part of it's part of our unique charm here and and part of our you know you said small but mighty like that's what we are and and if we can't you know be here for each other and thank you so much for letting us and our listeners know like ways that they can be helpful to House of Kodak and I know we can't take up too much of your time because I know you are a very busy individual and I appreciate you giving us all the time you have and I know you touched on it a little bit but just anything for 2022 I know you have a new development happening with a new space um, that sounds yep. incredible um, if there's anything else going on, now's your time to plug it. If not, that's okay too. <laughs> you know, creating <laughs> sure, a space sure. that can house like a, a ton of people and permanent residences, like that's just not enough for us. Like it needs to be more. Well, <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding. What you're, that is like insane. I can't even believe that that's on your list for 2022. So like I'm bowing to you and your team, but just the opportunity to, if you have anything else exciting happening. Yeah, sure. I mean, like I said, that's a really aggressive goal. We're hoping, you know, by December of 2022, we're able to open that space. Um, that's, it's, it's, it's another Hail Mary. It's another Hail Mary shot. We're hoping for it. Um, but uh, one of the way, one of the ways that people can help support uh, the development of that space is, is through funding. And so um, if, you know, it's going to sound real weird again, but like if you got rid if you've got rich grandmas, you know, <laughs> let them, you know, please have them reach out to us. We'll happily accept their money yes. uh, so that we can help move this project, project along as quickly as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the ways that not only you can support House of Kodak, but you can support our network of artists is actually attending our art markets. Um, so uh, in, in Dexter Park, it is um, right where the Cranston Street Armory is. It is a beautiful location on the west end of Providence. We turn that park into our marketplace once a month. Um, it's, for the most part, it's going to be the second uh, Saturday of the month from May to October. In June, we're partnering with PVD Fest. And so we're going to be having our uh, art market on the Sunday uh, of of PBD Fest weekend. So that'll be June 12th. Um, stop by Burnside Park downtown, uh, right outside of Kennedy Plaza. Um, the whole city will be like turned up for, for PBD Fest. And so we're really excited. We want folks to save the date. We want folks to get vaccinated so that they can come to PBD Fest so that, you know, 
in six months from now, we're all happy and healthy and 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 having a really good time. Mm. Um, and and most importantly, supporting our local artists. Um, like I said, come and shop, come buy some, come buy some weird art and some cool art. And um, some of the like some of the things that are really are created are really gorgeous and really beautiful. And uh, I think everyone should have a piece of. Uh, queer Providence art in their home if they don't already, uh, and um, yeah, like we're 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 just excited for for all the things. Uh, <laughs> we're excited for all of the things happening right now. Um, we will be doing like our our one shot annual event. I know that uh, most nonprofits have like an annual gala. Um, we have uh, we've earmarked October eighth for our event. We're not. We haven't really told anybody what we're doing with it yet. Um, so please stay and uh, stay uh, connected to House of Kodak so you can attend. It will be. Uh, it'll be a night to remember for sure. Um, uh, we've got a couple of ideas uh, brewing right now to help engage our artists and engage uh, the community as a whole to to help support to support this project. So, Wonderful. be on the lookout for that. That's incredible. Well, yeah. I, I really, again, I don't know if I said it enough, but I appreciate all all what you've done in your team for Providence and for other, you know, people throughout the state. I know you've we've mentioned a few times that it's not just Providence, but like, you know, specifically in the city. Like, thank you for all of your work and your, you know, the time and effort, I'm sure blood, sweat and tears that have gone into <laughs> creating <laughs> such a powerful and crucial thing for our, our state. And I'm going to say, like, based on your other Hail Marys that you've talked about, I'm going to say <laughs> that your – I mean, it seems like your track record is pretty good. So I'm going to put, like, all of my good energy into, like, your Hail, Hail Marys, and I think you're just going to, like, dominate those all year long. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yes. And I will, I will take all that positive energy, whatever you got to spare, will definitely, will definitely, will definitely absorb. Uh, and what your listeners probably didn't hear is that, like, when I talk about our successes, I get very weepy eyed. I, you can probably see that. Um, <laughs> but like, trying to hold myself together for this podcast. But this is something. So, um, um, so uh, when. Uh, so one of the things that like makes me so passionate about this project is that that I experienced homelessness as well. Um, so one of the things um, that really sucked uh, is that when I had come out to my family, they were not uh, all that accepting of uh, of my lifestyle. And in fact, that's what they called it. They're like, we don't have to support, you know, we don't feel comfortable supporting this lifestyle. And I'm like, it's not really for you to support. Yeah. Uh, this is my yeah. identity and this is who I am. Uh, and so, you know, to to have um, to have a space for folks who are experiencing that for the first time. Uh, to know that they can be themselves and be who they are in a space uh, that is, uh, you know, specifically designed for that um, means the world to me so that other people don't have to face what I faced out in the community. Um, I was very fortunate enough to find a, a little niche community when, when I was faced with homelessness, um, but there were resources that were available to me that I didn't know about because I didn't, that's not the connective tissue that I had to the community at the time. Now I'm like throwing resources left and right at people. I'm like, call these people, they'll get you this. Call that person, they'll get you this. Call this person, they'll get you this. It's a very like, it's almost like that Rhode Island mentality of who you know, but it's also like what organizations and resources are you connected with to make sure that you have the best outcomes possible. Um, I also share um, with everybody that uh, for the past 
oh God, it's over 10 years now I've been living with HIV. Uh, and so not having the resources uh, to take care of myself led me down that path. Uh, and so again, it's really important that we're encouraging families to be way more open-minded about their youth. So if your youth come out to you, please don't throw them out of your home. <laughs> like you, like that's like a, like a, a baseline, like just don't be shitty parents. <laughs> um, or maybe don't be sucky parents. You might have to edit the <laughs> shitty part out. That's right. I, I swore on um, one of these like a week ago and I was like, you know what? I'm leaving it in. <laughs> sometimes it's just, sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, all right. So don't be shitty parents. Yeah. Like, love your kids. Like there's, you know, there's nothing worse than a ch than a child entrusting who they are with their family or their parents and then having their parents reject them. Um, it sets you up for a lifetime of disappointment. And until you find somebody along the way that can support you in your identity and who you are, um, you're, you feel very lost um, without that support. Uh, and so, uh, again, that's another reason why we, we have this is because we don't want to see we don't want to see what happened to us happen to anybody else ever again. Um, and knowing that we are providing this resource to folks who might be coming out for the first time or might not feel safe in their home after after revealing their identity to their family just means the world to us. Um, and we really want to thank the community for helping back this project, um, because if it wasn't for the community. Uh, we wouldn't be where we are today. So, excuse me, I am now. Well, I just wanted <laughs> to let you know really quick to make you feel better is like you were just talking and my eyes are filled with tears. Like, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and like sharing your story because, you know, I think ignorance is bliss for a lot of people and they have no idea what people actually go through, right? Like they have no idea that they're, you know, you could say like, oh, you know, if I had a child that came out, I would support them. But that may be you. There are people who are dealing with the complete opposite of that, who have no resources, have nothing, nowhere to go. And you're yeah. like, you literally, honestly, Jem, like, <laughs> it's funny because I'm like, if only he could see my face, he would see the tears that are in my eyes because that's just like the fact that you're open, right? Because anyone who goes through something like that, that's enough to be like, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want to think about this ever again. I want to go on my way and do whatever, right? But the fact that you're taking all of this stuff that you went through, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of the people that you are in touch with now through House of Kodak have gone through similar experiences. You're using those experiences that you went through to empower people and help them find a space, which again, like, oh my God, I'm going to start crying. Nick, don't look at me because he's never seen me cry before. <laughs> That's but like, right. I get weepy at like everything. It's so. just like really powerful. And like you are making like a really big change for people who haven't, who've never had like a guiding light like that before. And like, you guys should just be like, oh my God, now I can't even like collect my thoughts, but just thank, thank you for, okay. for sharing um, all of that with us and um, giving you know, people a space to be themselves. Thank you. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for amplifying the work that we do. And now that we're all a blubbly, blubbery mess. Like, you know, it's, uh, you know, How are we going to get any more work seen, done today? You've never seen me cry either. So oh, now, we're like, now, we're, now we're on an even playing field. Oh, good. I'm happy about that. Well, it's, you know, and the thing too, like we've been really lucky again, like with all of our Who to Watch um, honorees, like everyone has, 
everyone has such a powerful story and like getting to hear like and this has been obviously like a huge um, like theme is like you can read an article, right? Like I've read your article in our magazine and it's very wonderfully, it's beautifully written and, and there's so much in it and there's so much power and, and, and greatness in it. But like actually getting to hear from you, Jim, or from Julio or any mem members of your team and getting to hear your story and like it just adds such a huge impact so people can see it hear it, feel connected to it, understand that this isn't just a them or that person or that person's problem. Like it's a all of us. Like we all need to work together to make big changes in our state. Like it can't be left to one group of people. I mean, yeah, they're kicking ass and taking names and doing a really good job, but you know, they need support too. Like we need to support everyone. And I just, I'm really thankful that we've been given the opportunity to talk to you and everyone so far from our amazing list it's just like mind-blowing i just want to cry all the time <laughs> yeah it's a good i uh i steal this uh i guess it's this line from of all movies have you ever seen the movie robots the the animated movie it's like a pixar movie oh my goodness yes i have and it's uh ewan mcgregor i think is one of the voices in there, yeah yeah it? and there's uh yeah. there's a thing that's uh, it's just uh see a need fill a need uh and I just always thought that was like such a, I'm sure it's been a saying and other things, but it's, I obviously know it from robots. <laughs> uh, and I just always thought it was very poignant. And that's kind of what um, almost everybody on our, I don't know, I have to say everybody on yeah. our Who to Watch list. That's exactly what you're doing. Uh, you you see a need uh, and you do whatever you can to, to fill that need. And that's the only way uh, that any of these things ever get done and anybody ever gets helped. Uh, is if somebody sees it and fill and fills the need. So, you know, I think it's amazing what everybody's doing, especially you folks. You guys are heroes. Yeah, we, we got a. There's a. There's an amazing group of people that um, uh, that you put together this year, and uh, it, it's funny a lot. Like <laughs> Julio and I looked at the magazine, we're like, oh my god, we know all these people Woo! too. Like we're like, oh my goodness, this person, this person is a screen printer at AS220. I'm like, this person does this, this person does this. Like, oh my god, like it just like it was like to see to see all those. You know, we weren't at the cover shoot. Uh, I wasn't at the cover shoot. I'd, uh, and but like we were like Julio, this is this is your time. This is your moment. Like this is you're gonna be on the cover. This is awesome, um, and. Like when I, I like getting that for the first time and looking at all those people and seeing like and knowing the work that they've done in the community is just like it's a it is a strong group of or collective of people that are making a lot of things happen in the city. So very proud to be part of this group. Oh, this. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. I'm like and this is our first like, Jim, just so you know, a little bit about for us, like this is our first actually it's only been a few months since we've started this podcast and we kind of when we did the who to watch list you know we've had other like media sponsors in the past and nick and i were like this is our opportunity to like really connect with every single honoree on this list learn their story and get their message out there the way they want it to be out there right and it's saved on you know apple podcast or spotify whatever you're listening to this podcast on it's saved there forever right so you can listen to, you yep. know in in 20 years when you've uh, accomplished whatever or if you've changed uh careers whatever you can look back at this and, and and really know like all the lives you've touched and changed and for everyone who we've gotten to talk to in the podcast but specifically with who to watch like i'm just happy that we were able to connect with everyone in this way because it's just created such a beautiful like Oh, I'm just so emotional now. <laughs> this is your fault, Jem. You did Sorry. this to me. 
uh, well, uh, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity. But yeah, that this is this has been a great conversation. Uh, you know, we're pushing about an hour now, so I, <laughs> I want to make sure we uh, we wrap this up on a on a high note. And I think that was a good way to end it. Uh, and I'm just really really happy you had the time to uh, to spend some time speaking with us today. So thank you so much. Yeah, we really appreciate awesome. it. You're wonderful in so many ways. Your team is wonderful. Thank good. you. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this up and, you know, uh, thank you for being here with us and uh, thank you listeners. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much.